Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Edgeguard, the podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Blake. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jordan. Hello. That's Jordan. And uh, today we're going to talk to you about uh, a beat tape, which, uh, you know, you might think of as, uh, you know, the traditional sense of a beat tape, which would be, you know, like a (laughs) sort of loose collection of... uh, or like musical beats, you know, like, uh, you know, the instrumental for a hip hop track, you know? Yeah, yeah, You know, sure. loose collection of beats that aren't really, uh, you know, like sonically or thematically tied in any way, just kind of like a mixtape, oh. but beats only. I get and, it. And, uh, but instead of being uh, beats, this one's uh, uh, JRPG combat systems, which funnily <laughs> enough is uh, who this game is uh, credited to. It's yeah. called Beat Tape 2019 by jrpg yeah. combat systems. i wonder i wonder if this is a first release for them is this the only thing on their itch page yeah i'm almost certain okay. it is so that <laughs> it's like they the the premise of their first game became the name for their <laughs> yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised quote unquote, if quote studio uh they only ever really to be clear i'm not certain that this is i think there's a few people I've, i have no clue um yes it's the the itch page is um, not very informative or a forthright. It's Mm-mm. a bunch of, it's like a very stripped down and a bunch of just like confusing, uh, looks like personal photographs of, yeah, it looks like 90s internet. Some dude and their friends. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it looks like a really bad 90s internet of like, here's my, yeah, it looks like home videos. Like, I'm about to watch a slideshow at like the family reunion of, yeah, you know, it's very odd. Jamie, um, when he was, 12. let's let's read the uh, the uh, s- not synopsis. I don't know. This is this is on the itch page. The description, descriptive text. I am JRPG Combat Systems. This is my beat tape. The beat tape is made up of combat systems. The beat tape has <laughs> files for combat systems like audios and visuals and scripts. The point is for you to take the files and make your own game. Have fun. Uh, and it's a it's a smiley face emoji, but it's got a period, so I think it's like crying. You know, between a period between the yeah, or it's got the, a little freckle. It doesn't have to be a tear. Usually, tears are commas. That's uh, true. Or, that's true. Yeah, this is or a this, period. Or this uh, person has three eyes, and one well, of them could just, be. It's just like or they this. they cry. Their tears are perfectly spherical. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't it's what we all strive to be is uh, you know <laughs> sphere criers. Um, My dream. It's Perfection. it's the it's the dream. Uh, anyway, so this is like basically. Uh, a a collection of uh executable files, uh, twenty of them. Yeah, yeah. That it's like a. It, actually, it's it, it's got a little bit of a um sort of like Natalie Lawhead vibes going on of just like yeah. I was thinking you're that. kind of exploring a f- the, exploring the, the file, file folder itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and although so it, the, it is like each a one lot more is, straightforward. Yeah, yeah. It's much more straightforward. The the like whole archive is a little bit that way, but um the it's like 20 mini games or like emphasis on mini. It's like one, one mechanic, um, that you play for like warrior aware levels of time, like 15 yeah. seconds in some cases. Hmm. Um, some hmm. of them you can play a little longer. Uh-huh. I guess it, it's, it varies a lot. Some yeah. of them, uh, I don't know how long you can play them because I could They're not figure out how they were utterly work. inscrutable. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Utterly. Um, yeah. and then they all have, they have some, I like some of the names, so I'll just read some of them, but they're things like simple. Some of them are just simple, like counting, uh, or square. 
Um, and then some of them are like murder bike, uh, chubby checkers. That's a good one. Mm. Uh, sacrifice, which is like that one's about like sacrificing sheep in order to cast spells. Uh, I might get into that one a little more. That one. You don't remember that one? Did well, I maybe you never one? actually encountered the sheep because that was one of the ones that was confusing. Uh, because there's a bunch of bad guys oh, that are zipping across. Oh, is that this. what that the, the this is the one with the pentagram in the middle? Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. I never saw a sheep. Yeah. So you can go how that one works. I guess you know. What, let's just start with that one. Fuck it. This is this. Yeah. <laughs> I I, I kind of thought that the way we'd approach this is like talk about the highlights because some of them are just like uh I I I I'm hesitant to say dumb, but I think they're intentionally dumb. Uh, yeah, and, or yeah. like. Anyway, yeah, in so. the sense of like unserious, you know, it's yes, just like, here's absolutely. a, here's a weird little thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I do want to have a little caveat before j- going in that yeah. this is one of those games where I feel like there's a decent chance. I just missed something. Mm. Uh, like there was like, if there's some like hidden content in this game, then I missed it. Uh, and mm. it feels like there could have been. So mm. that way, if I did, I don't seem like a complete idiot, mm. but anyways, uh, sacrifice is a little mini game where you are a little dude in robes standing on a pentagram mm-hmm. and there's like these stick figures that are zipping across the screen really fast. If they hit you, they kill you while you're in the te- pentagram, you're safe and you walk around and there's these little sheep and you push S to sacrifice them. And mm-hmm. then if you go, um, back to the pentagram, you can, while you have a sheep, there's like a little bar that'll fill in all the sheep you sacrifice then you can press p to pray and mm. then that'll fill up another bar with like little magically symbols mm. and then you can sh- i think you shoot them out i never actually i was only able to successfully sacrifice a sheep once because mm-hmm. the dudes zipping across are going so fast that you yeah, will, will kill you probably die or they'll kill the sheep because if they hit mm. the sheep the sheep die too damn yeah it's tough it's very very hard game and i i just came off playing Sekiro, so <laughs> Uh, so I think I know hard. Oh, okay. We're not. We're not gonna. We're not gonna enter the Sekiro quote the Sekiro hard difficulty debate discourse. We're <laughs> I not do, going. I, to. I do have thoughts Jordan, about that, but you're Jordan, right. We shouldn't. <laughs> we're not going to. That's not this podcast. This is not for um, that. Actually, stop. accessibility blame. Stop. Please, <laughs> please stop. I'm so tired, Jordan. <laughs> I'm so tired. It's lasted so long. Anyway. I know. Um, it keeps coming back up. It keeps coming back. It's like, sh- shut the fuck up. Anyway. <laughs> um, so here we are. Uh, now I'm distracted. Okay. So like, maybe we should, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to talk about this game or this collection of things yet. It seems uh, to me, so it's called JRPG combat systems, right? So I think the like high level concept is that, each of these could be the basis for the combat systems in a Japanese role-playing game. Uh, and that's kind of like the loose connective tissue. And I think some, yeah. some of the, the uh, like quote unquote beats uh, like uh, prescribe to that, like a little bit more closely and others I yeah. feel like don't at all. Like, um, like circle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, like circle. What, what the fuck is circle? What is What is did you were you able to find any meaning for the, the circle? No, it literally brings up a little tiny window, like maybe half inch by half inch, that has a black background with a white circle. And I think when you click, it the flashes. white circle it but flashes it, but, white, but it flickers in different rhythm. And I feel like there's something there's something there. 
if you wanted to if you if you wanted to figure it out that's like uh, kind of the thing about this collection is like if some of them there's there's something there that i like but i feel like, yeah, it's, you're just in, like i am missing something yeah and it's intentionally like it's not going to tell you shit but also we should we should say like the 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 quote-unquote combat systems they start out very simple the first one is called basic and it's literally just like a bar that says like you a bar that says enemy and then don't you like hit the space bar to or no it's not even a space bar it's just there's a counter that ticks down and every time the counter ticks down uh both you and the enemy take damage and to be clear there's no there's no like characters represented on the i don't think you do no there's no input uh, there's no characters on the screen. There's no input. It's just like a white bar, like a black screen, white bar, white text. And uh, every time it counts down, uh, some damage is dealt to both the player and the enemy and seemingly a random amount of damage because sometimes, like sometimes the enemy will die first and it'll say you win. And then sometimes you will die first. And it'll say you lose. Yeah, and that's the whole were, thing for you. Did it seem like the enemy was winning more often or you were winning more often? Uh, I don't know. I only let it go like, two or three times so i, I think I, I let it go five times and i only won once oh i won twice i think okay because i was curious if it was, if it was literally random or if it was like a little bit mm. like like skewed towards the enemy or yeah. something like that i got the feeling um, that it was random but i don't know we could run it at least 26 times well it is random but time. i wasn't sure if it's like like enemy damage 40 to 60 player yeah, damage yeah 30 I, know. To 50 I, I know what you mean i still think it's yeah. fully random you think it's fully random okay, okay. yeah 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 <laughs> um yeah i i that one it seems like it's just supposed to be like <laughs> like jrpg combat stripped down to the most basic like basic haha like possible uh-huh. system that it could be which is one person attacks other person attacks um uh and it, <laughs> i mean maybe it says something about me or jrpgs that i found myself getting the tiniest bit invested in it like sure oh come on i'm gonna win this one (laughs) well i think i mean i think that's kind of the capital p point of this whole project is that it's to me this is what i took out of it is that uh it's kind of a, a comment about uh like the the combat systems in jrpg games and how uh often they can have these like it's either like a really complex and like weirdly it's like, this doesn't make any sense. Like there are a few, I'm trying to think of probably sun sword moon is the most inscrutable of these, uh, of the, like the, what that one is, this is the one that just has like a bunch of colored text. It's got like six health bars and there's oh, just like, I didn't understand this one at all. Yeah. I, I didn't even attempt to understand it. Right. And I think, I think something like this is, is probably sort of poking fun at the the jrpg combat systems on like an actual jrpg game where it's like okay there's a cool narrative going on and then it's like come fight this thing it's like this doesn't make any sense and like (laughs) maybe part of this is like that the uh the tutorialization or like the description of how things work is poorly translated because it's like 1989 or something or maybe it's just that this combat system is very convoluted but either way I don't know what the fuck's going on and I'm not going to play this game that people tell me is cool because it's just like fucking, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so I feel like that's a part of it. And then the other times it's like, I feel like there are, there are a few uh, of the quote unquote combat systems in here that are like, uh, they, they're like trying to sell to you that they're, they're like, they say like active battle or something. So I, I think it's something that like people bounce off of JRPGs because they don't like turn-based combat. And that's a very like sure. e part of them. 
yeah and it's it's also like a very uh like japanese role-playing game thing like not a lot of american role-playing games have like a turn-based tactics element or if they do it's specifically like sort of taken as like being uh uh um influenced by uh japanese role-playing games and like the earliest they'll do do a turn-based combat like nice old republic where it's like actually turn-based but it seems like it's not yeah yeah and and so there's like i don't know i think this game definitely has like is this like sort of winking at uh the 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 combat systems and like the way japanese games try and do better in a to a western audience by being like oh it's like active time battle i forget which uh which final fantasy introduced that where it's like oh it's like half turn-based and half not turn-based and then like the sort of converse of uh american role-playing games uh increase like do pulling a knights in the old republic or a mass effect and uh adding like turn-based elements that either you don't have to engage with at all uh Mm. or that are uh light enough that it still feels like i mean I'm in mass effect. I'm still mostly just running around shooting guys, but if I want, I can hit a button freeze time and tell a guy to shoot him with a big fucking missile or something. Right. Yeah. Um, um wait, so one thing you said, uh, a little bit earlier in that comment that I want to just pick up on is that it, uh-huh. this game is winking at JRPGs uh-huh. and I didn't, um, uh, I didn't notice this until a little bit later, but did you read the, what the actual text says on, um, on these random pictures on the itch page. I didn't I read all of them. I read some Did you of read them. The, fir- the first one here. I'll just read it. Cause it's funny. Okay. Uh, see, it seems like it's referring to this game. Um, if it is supposed to parody a good game, then it is a good parody being a bad game. <laughs> you should add a lot more elements to it. Where is the JRPG part? There are no spells except heal, which doesn't even use mana. What about a leveling system? The enemies look really creative. Hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know why I found that, that so amusing. That seems, it, it, it almost seems like the like the comment that they would have gotten like when they gave it to well, what their it sounds like to me like that. is it sounds like a comment on like an actual JRPG uh, that someone like oh, maybe you're right. I don't know. Well, it's about the parody say, part of the beginning. Sure, like it's sure. a good parody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, game. I definitely think that's that's what they're doing. It's like uh, trying to uh, like poke fun at uh, either people that like maybe both both people that don't get jrpg combat systems and also like jrpg combat systems themselves like yeah uh uh i don't know it's um it's a little bit hard to to like uh sort of ascertain like a a singular uh intention because there's like 20 of these and each one is a little bit different and some of them lean really hard into certain aspects and others uh, hard into other aspects. But um, I think sort of that's the, that's like the broad statement. Um, here's another, <laughs> another comment from the itch page that I like uh, a wise man once said, people like to see the numbers go up. Yes. Wise indeed. <laughs> uh, do you know who said that? Um, was it Pippin Barr? No, it's Jeff Gersman. Oh, <laughs> I want to see, I just want to watch the numbers go up. It was a comment he's made many times about uh, why he loves uh, like clicker games, incremental games, even though oh, he knows yeah. they're they're like stupid and and vapid. He's still uh, he's, I yeah. like to watch. The I numbers mean that go up. that's the the great irony of clicker parodies, right? Like Ian sure. Burgos was making like cow clicker, those supposed to parody well, them. 
I mean, it turns out it is as a clicker game. It is actually like it does the clicking well. Well, wasn't the whole thing that cow clicker was the first one, like the first one that was actually just like click a thing. Oh, just a pure clicker game. Well, yeah, it was like literally click this to make it get bigger. And then now that's a whole like like a whole subgenre of games. It's just like (laughs) incremental games, right? That was my understanding. Um, I may be wrong, but um, yeah, Um, that sounds potentially right. I think. Um, I mean, usually, like, it's not literally just clicking. Like, there's usually, like, some mu- small, small... Yeah, there's systems to automate the clicking, so you don't even have to do that anymore. <laughs> the numbers just go up. <laughs> um, uh, what else did I have to say about this game? Um, so, I wanted to talk about some of the weird specifics of some of the other specific ones. Uh-huh. Um, did you read the instruct read through all the instructions of Calatron? Uh, I mean, I read them. Did I internalize them? No. Well, that was the one that asked you to play the game alongside a game of Moncala. Yes. Yes. With, uh, <laughs> with the, um, like using the number of, uh, like stones you've collected in Moncala to like, as, as the, the number, number of, ships of little or whatever. ships you have in the game. Yeah. <laughs> and it has like the little input fields, right? Cause you can, it's by default 30 versus 30. You each have yeah. 30 ships, but so, you can I mean, alter it. Yeah, I mean, I think something like that, like the uh, the, something like that sort of brings to stark relief how like if you really break down like the combat systems and games, how like silly and uh, like totally convoluted they can seem or like it's just a bunch of fucking made up rules. Like, I mean, if you break down any game or not any game. If you break down many games, especially combat based games, like all it is is a bunch of like weird rules. And if you strip mm-hmm. away the the like artifice, like if I s- strip away the uh, cool samurai ninja shit from Sekido, then it's basically just like a, a series of weird, boring rules that like when uh, someone hits you and you hit the parry button in the right like time span, then you do posture damage to them, right? Yeah, and and, and and it kind of like brings to relief how many games don't understand that like just making weird convoluted like combat systems doesn't actually make them any more enjoyable. Uh, and it also to me uh, sort of remind it's it's kind of crazy to me that we can still get games like uh, combat like third person character combat based games after we, we've had those for you know 20 years 25 years. And we can still yeah. get a new one of those that does something we haven't seen and feels totally different from all the others, right? Uh, like, I think something like Sekido does feel, like, pretty distinct, especially yeah. from Dark Souls, which I've, I don't think many people were expecting. Uh, given yeah, I was, I was emphatically not expecting it. In fact, I was mad for my first, like, three hours of playing that game. It felt nothing like Dark Souls. I was just mm-hmm. like... What is this? Yeah. Uh, until I got used to it, then I'm like, oh shit, this might be yeah, superior you're like, oh, to Dark Souls. I was playing this like Dark Souls, and now that I'm not, it's a totally different thing, and the combat works a totally different way, even though it looks so similar and it's made by the same people. Uh, and I think that's I think that's awesome. Like there's nothing more satisfying to me uh in a game like one of the most singular and like enjoyable satisfactions of playing a game. It's like a good action game that uh I'm just like learning a combat system and like, like God of war from last year is like one of my favorites of just like, they just keep finding new ways to make it interesting and add new stuff to it that I'm just mm. like, Oh yes. 
Is my is this boring you, Jordan? You know, you want to take no, a nap? No, I'm just sleepy. I can yawn. Whoa, dude. Whoa, that's aggressive. <laughs> I didn't get enough sleep last night. Clearly. Just my heart rate put- was too high because I died out of the same boss over and over again. And then I <laughs> didn't fall asleep at a good hour. You fool. <laughs> don't, you know, don't ruin our podcast with your, with your, with your, you know, your poor sleeping habits, Jordan. Take a mm-hmm. nap. No, okay? dude. Sec- secular is life. There's only. It's true. Um, um, I actually, okay, so this is actually not intent. I'm not intentionally turning this into a discussion of Sekiro, but there was something uh, about this game that made me think of something that's um, true of all from software games, not just fair. Sekiro, but th- this game reminded me of. When you were when you were talking about the circle thing and how uh, it's just like you encounter something like that that's like minimally interactive, like uh, I click a button and something happens, you like want to know how it works, right? You're like, what the, what the fuck is this? And... How do I make it do the thing it's supposed to do? Sure. Um, I feel like that's something that the From Software games often play with mm-hmm. um, because those games are sometimes, especially for people that are not into them, uh, on the one hand, they're called difficult. But on the other hand, they're also called obtuse because sure. it's like like bringing you back to an era of games when there was not a like uh, in-depth tutorial for everything. Uh-huh. Um uh, it's not as bad in Sekiro as it is in Dark Souls, where in like sure. Dark Souls, there's a little like symbols next to your stats, and it's like I don't know what this I don't stat know what any does. Of this shit means. I don't know how how any of these systems work. Uh, and on the one hand, that can be like frustrating, but on uh, the other hand, I do feel like withholding information, even like crucial information, mm-hmm. it can it, it sort of like deepens the feeling of like of just like sheer yeah. like wonder and confusion that you get Absolutely. from walking through Dark Souls. Like you just literally don't even know like like what yeah, is entailed I mean, by the games. It's like such a difference from the games that are like, all right, here's what you're going to do in this game. Here's what you'll have to do to do it. Here's a map of the whole world so you know sure. where to go and do yeah. it. And here's how every mechanic works uh, in order to develop your strategy to do it. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean that definitely uh, plays with like what my th- whole thing with Dark Souls has been since my first game design class awakened my my game design brain and i was like Mm. thinking and i just happened to play dark souls like that same or i had played it you know earlier that year uh was that dark souls isn't really about being hard it's about subverting your expectation and everything that like a video game has taught you to expect uh they say like oh fuck you like here's (laughs) a here's like a weak little skeleton who's the first guy you face a video game expectation says you're gonna kick his ass handily and dark soul says he could kill you really easily if you're not careful and yeah he actually there's a pretty good chance he might uh because you don't know what you're doing and like there are tons of examples of how like dark souls one especially or i guess not especially but like it sort of set the precedent and then the few dark souls games uh you know followed in the in the same form of just like here's the expectation you have and we're going to do the opposite of that like I should know how all my statistics work so I can make informed decisions. Like, nah, man, fuck you. Try some shit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And, and you're you're right that like I think the reason that that is that is uh, a something that is wielded intentionally. I think with maybe Demon Souls or Dark Souls One, you could maybe convince yourself that From Software was just like I don't know doing weird shit and hoping that it stuck and that none of that was intentional. But I think. Uh, especially with uh, like the knowledge we have of Sekido and how that game has played out, I think it would be ignorant to say that. And I think that uh, clearly 
uh, the sort of withholding of information uh, and like the quote unquote obtuseness is intentional. And I think it, it is what captures the feeling of just like, I mean, it's hard for games to feel other word worldly anymore because it's like, I don't know. I've seen a lot of games and I can look up a YouTube video of how to, how to beat it yeah. or how to do X or Y and like dark souls somehow managed. There's like a, a few games that still managed to like break through. And like, even if you Google this shit, like people, it's so ambiguous. Like the lore, even, you know, there's uh, hours long videos trying to explain the lore. And like a lot of it is up to, it's almost like the Bible, right? Like it's up to interpretation yeah, like, right? at this point, like complex exegesis of like, yeah, yeah. Each passage means. Yeah. yeah and I've, I even uh, heard or read an interview with uh, uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki, <laughs> Uh, the director and sort of like he's known as like the head creative force behind behind the Dark Souls games, and he he said like the reason I didn't put explicit narrative in Dark Souls is I'm I don't know how to make an explicit narrative good. I've tried it and I'm bad at it. So instead, I just like put little bits of narrative that I think of all over the place and let people fill in the gaps and leave it up to interpretation. Yeah. Uh, and for some people that doesn't work. I mean, I know you and I are two people that uh, like. Dark Souls is, has never really been a narrative thing for us. It's more of a, no. a, a gameplay experience. I've sometimes, I sometimes joked only half jokingly that like if Dark Souls was just a string of boss fights back to back, it would be about as good for me. That's not hundred percent true because um, that might be true of Dark Souls two. <laughs> but yeah. um, well, except for the the bosses in Dark Souls two aren't that good. <laughs> some of them are good. That's true. Some but, of them are um, good. I would say most of them are good. Dark but. Souls one. Um, I did really enjoy the exploration for its own sake too. And sometimes in Dark Souls 3 as well. Yeah, I mean, people always uh, like to cite the interconnected world of Dark Souls, but like, yeah. sincerely, it is very cool. And uh, yeah. part of, part of it, it plays against the otherworldliness and like the like foreign scariness and like inscrutable nature of that game uh, when you like open a door and... And you suddenly are in a place you recognize. You're like, oh, this world isn't as scary anymore. Like, I I know this. And now I suddenly have a shortcut. And it also, like, helps you build these connections between different spots that you thought were, like, totally disparate. But it's like, okay, actually, these places aren't that far from one another if I need to, if I go through this other place that I opened up because I got a key by killing a guy with a dragon tooth for a sword. (laughs) And there's a whole lore reason why he has that. But I don't give a shit about that. Um, I almost feel like uh, the most important, most important part of the the like shortcuts uh, style of level design in Dark Souls is that when you go to the shortcut the first time and you try to open it, it says it doesn't open from, yep, this, side. from this side. You're That's like, wait, what? So I can go back. I so I can go over there. Yeah, uh, and then you and then you're like curious what's over there, and you're like looking out for gates, and then and when you, you start finally thinking of spatially, like, okay, where yeah, did so I see we, that? Where door? would that come? And so yeah. when then you turn the corner and you see the hallway, you're like, oh, this must oh, be that shit. door. Yep. Yeah, it's it's good, good and time. actually, I think the thing they've done with uh, this is my final thought before we stop talking about this because this is not really <laughs> <fun> topic. <laughs> but like but the, I think the thing they did with uh, with uh, Sekido that I was like didn't think could happen is they made me feel the feeling of like Dark Souls of like oh I really ain't shit and I don't know what's going on again right yeah. when I've like thought that I've kind of had these games number like I I, uh, I played uh, Bloodborne finally last year because I um, I finally got a PS4 
and uh and i was like okay i'm gonna play bloodborne people like kind of anecdotally i hear that like most people like either demon souls or dark souls the best whichever one they played first and then after that it's kind of like bloodborne is high up there then three then two um but i didn't really like bloodborne kind of rang hollow for me like it was the first one that like i finished it but i didn't really like i didn't love it while i was playing it i i enjoyed Wait, it but i you're counting two yeah two wow. well wow. so two <laughs> took me two attempts of playing like i got like 20 hours in got to the smelter demon and was like yeah fuck this shit uh but the thing is two i actually like the world like visually i think it's one of the best souls games I think it, the, they do the best job of like, and like mystery wise two is full of just like weird shit everywhere. I had like pages and pages of notes of like, okay, I need to go back here. Once I have something, I don't know what it is, but I need to go back here. Right. So it, uh, like the mystery, yeah. I think two might still be the best for me of just like world mysteries and like wanting to explore. Uh, and I'll, but like from the boss, I definitely think it's worse from a boss fights perspective and pretty much yeah. every like combat perspective. I think it's bad. Uh, but anyway, all this is to say, I think Sekiro, like, I, I can't believe they did it again, but they, it made me feel like I was playing when I played dark souls one, which I've just like, it, this is subverting my expectations. And I think part of that is because that it like, it knows the context of dark souls being one of the most popular and influential games of all time. And it wields it against you to achieve the feeling of dark playing dark souls one all over again. And I was like, after that, I was like, yeah. this game is the best game of all time. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm a little bit on the high right now, so I might col- oh, absolutely. coloring my opinion a little bit, but I almost feel like it's my favorite of all yeah. the Souls games. Yeah, I definitely think from a combat perspective, they finally yeah, have just trumped purely, Dark Souls purely 1. Purely combat, I think it is, it is Sublime. cooler to so deflect than to block or, yeah. or roll. The, those those parries in Dark Souls One, if you can get them down, still feel really good. Yeah, but like, it's it's more like the timing a, is so hard. An extra thing rather than a like. I don't know. You could. I kind of. I kind of made it my whole thing. In well, Dark but there Souls are lots 1. of bosses you can't parry. That's true. That's and Whereas that's the it, thing where it's like in oh. this, it's literally like you yeah. can parry every move. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna talk about Sekiro about for some more, some more twenty five minutes tape. if we don't. So <laughs> yeah, I we want, gotta stop. I want to um, bring it back to JRPG combat systems. Uh, uh, so I, I wanted to wait. Did you have something in mind? I, I had, I have one of them that I want to talk about, but it sounds like you have something on mind your, on your mind. Uh, first, so I just go. wanted to, um, so I kind of was just scrolling through the rest of the, I got a little bit curious about all these like text things. Uh-huh. And, um, if you read the really long one with the small red text, like uh-huh. if you open it in another tab and zoom in, mm-hmm. um, it's like this weird, like interview with the creator it seems like fictionalized creator of the game who's mm. just na- calls himself junior. Mm. Uh, and he's like talking about how he's the best designer of like Japanese role-playing games ever. Mm. Uh, and then the interviewer asks him a bunch of questions and I just thought this was so weird. I wanted to read it. Mm. Um, the, the question is how much am I paying my gang? Oh, he refers to his, his game design yeah. team as his gang. Uh-huh. Uh, and he says, I have my gang come over to my apartment for co-working sessions and I will feed them Cheez-Its. And I feel this is proper compensation in addition to working for and leeching off my ever flowing mind. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, it's good. I feel, I feel like, Oh, I I didn't even realize this at the bottom of the itch page. It has a list of 
who JRPG combat systems are. They are Ben, Blah, Blah. Den, Den. <laughs> FF1, 888, JJ, and 000. <laughs> I wonder if those uh, are the people from the pictures. Yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure they are. I'm sure these are just like a bunch of like Bear game pictures. dev buddies uh, who make yeah. other stuff. And then this is just kind of like a, a side, fun, weird project. And honestly, I'm here for it. Like, and like <laughs> this weird lore about like being a great JRPG designer. Like, this almost feels like less like a game or collection of games and more like a multimedia project of just like weird, yeah, like it, with it all the pictures. It feels kind of like, um, What's the other game by, um, is it, okay, it's not called Coda, but that's the name of the main character. Um, mm. It's called, um, oh God, this is going to bother me so much. I think it's by the Stanley Parable guy. Oh, 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 oh. Davey, Davey, Davey Reedon. Yeah. Reedon Games. Is it Coda? Uh, the Beginner's Guide. Oh, um, I haven't played it, but I know the beginner's it. guide. So it's like a game where you are exploring the the like left behind files of a game designer who was like depressed and never like finished any of his projects. So you're like mm-hmm. seeing all of the like half finished game projects that he that he made, and so you like play through them. But it's not really about playing the game; it's mm-hmm. about like learning about Coda. Is his name? through through the the games that he made um mm. and i guess there's a little bit of that in this in this as well although it doesn't en- sure. enter very strongly in the actual like little games that you play hmm. yeah I, I it's definitely like i don't know it's interesting it's it's a it's another uh sort of exciting and weird use of the interactive space to yeah. like put out your your strange like multimedia you know shot at jrpgs and the people that play them and the people that make them and um i don't know i i think it i think it comes from a place of love uh yeah oh definitely um but it's uh it's definitely, definitely. i don't know there's a few there's a there's a, a few highlights i still wanted to touch on brawl room i liked a lot so basically it's the it's the one that's ddr <laughs> So basically, it's like along oh, one yeah, side, yeah, yeah. there's like DDR. Uh, if you don't know what DDR is, it's Dance Dance Revolution. It's a rhythm game. It's the one with the big arrows that you dance around on at the arcade uh, or in the comfort of your own home if you are like my sister and asked for it for Christmas uh, for the PS2. And you had those sweet uh, like foam mats with like shitty unreliable uh, like buttons underneath that you used. <laughs> but... Uh, it's like DDR where you're pressing arrow keys to a rhythm, except for the arrow They're, keys also move your also character move you. <laughs> within a space and you have to dodge enemies, yes. which obviously this one is like, uh, literally unplayable. Yeah. Um, po- impossible, but it's kind of an interesting idea. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, a crypto, were, I mean, it's almost like crypto, the necro dancer kind of. Yeah. It's like, uh, In theory, yeah. Yeah. It's like, how do you balance, uh, like, uh, adhering to the rhythm and playing along with the song with uh, not fucking dying. Uh, it seems like there could be like uh, a nugget that like if taken in uh, one direction or another could, could shape up to be something like actually playable and cool. Yeah. And I think, I think there's a few of them in here that, that have that feeling. Yeah. I mean, I think what you'd have to do for that one is like 
make it so the enemies move according to the beat too. So mm-hmm. that, um, yeah, that's kind of like, although I guess in Crypt of the Necrodancer, you just have to move on the beat. You don't have to move yeah, a certain direction on the beat. That, yeah. yeah, that makes it even trickier. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think it, I think it has to be something more about like being a balancing act, uh, between yeah. like, either like adhering to the rhythm or, uh, Oh, like you have to like, you have to skill, kind of, like, skillfully miss some, sure. Some, something like that. Some something like or that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's interesting. There's also um, one of them. Well, called- the, the stated premise, oh, okay. uh, the in world premise of this game is you're supposed to make your own games from it. Um, yeah, which, that's true. uh, I, I'm, I, I take to be kind of a that's sort of an in world claim. I don't know that yeah. it's really like Well, the README does like actually have pretty explicit instructions of like how to load up uh like source code files and stuff. Like it has some yeah, instructions where that's true. I forgot about that. I did see that. Okay, well yeah, I think it is supposed to be that. And actually I was looking on their Twitter and they, it looked like someone made a like I can't tell if it's like a playable remix or just a visual remix of some of the uh. stuff from from one yeah, of their I mean, games. Yeah, so. I mean, I think like even if it was like kind of a joke, someone could take the combat, like one of these combat systems, and uh, flesh it out into an even better joke. You know, punch up the joke <laughs> of one of these, or or make an actual like joke. joke the joke. I think uh, some of them could actually turn out to be uh, like pretty cool. Also, colored circles. That one is like literally like. Oh, a I thought that one was circle. cool. That yeah. was fun. Yeah, it's um, like a it's like a rudimentary step sequencer just sort of presented in a non-traditional way. Basically, what happens is you have like this little diamond that just goes from left to right and every time it hits the right side of the screen it comes back to the left and it crosses over. And you have a bunch of colored circles and there's just a, a horrible tutorials of just like text like press this this key to Yeah, like drawn in Microsoft Paint. <laughs> yeah, and you like drag the circles around and but basically uh, you can press a key to change the color of a circle, which changes the sound it makes. Uh, you can drag and like it a, around. a bunch of like random stock so- sounds like a chicken yeah. chirping or a bell ringing or yeah. So stuff like, like that. from, from left to right is where in time they play. Cause as the, the little diamond on the screen passes by the circles, they emit whatever sound they have. And then the up and down on the screen is um, the, the pitch of the sound. So, I mean, it's literally just like a step sequencer without uh, any sort of like quantizing or, or uh, magnetizing to a beat. Uh, and also mm, instead yeah. of explicitly musical tones, it's just like a person going like Meh, or like, <laughs> yeah, but sometimes uh, it did sort of emergently emergently. It, uh-huh. it did sort of sometimes feel like it had a kind of beat to it. Although, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you could absolutely, if you took the time to like, uh, figure out all the sounds you could you could make a song in it you could you could yeah. go all mario paint on that thing you man. can make you a beat make... tape with your beat tape dude just <laughs> blew my mind that's uh yeah. that's you know that's my next uh my next uh album my my first out my solo album is uh is beat ta- is beat tape, beat combat tape. systems beat tape beat no tape? it's just called it's called beat tape beat tape beat tape beat tape i love 2019. it the beat tape of beat tapes hell yeah bro incredible very um, incredible uh, do you have anything else? Um, no, I think that's all that uh, I had about JRP Combat Systems 2019 beat, ta- beat tape. It's hard to beat say. Tape? Beat, beat, ta- beat tape. Beat, beat tape. tape. Okay. Um, uh, is that all you had about uh, Sekido and Dark Souls? Because I could just, just <laughs> keep doing that. That's what we were well, doing before no, we were rec- Absolutely we were not. But so. I think our listeners don't want to listen to a six-hour podcast. So 
Uh, that's you don't that's know why that. I'll stop myself on we, that. One. We won't know until we try. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> welcome to episode of Edge Guard. This week we'll be talking about a w- very edgy uh, new indie game no one's heard of. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Yeah. One of the biggest games of the year. Everyone's talking <laughs> about it. Let's talk about difficulty. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, next week we're not going to play. Well, we probably will both be playing Sekiro next week, but uh, <laughs> we will be playing Type Dreams for this podcast, which uh, costs dollars, which is a little bit uh, not out of the ordinary for us, but it's, uh, you know, we try special and, occasions. Yeah. You know, just when we're uh, when we've earned it or when you we're know? feeling it. When we, when we, you know, working real hard in the, in the free games minds and we want to treat ourselves, uh, do you want to tell people what type dreams is? I don't even really know what it is. It's a typing. Um, it's, it's not a hundred percent clear. It's stylized like it takes place in the 1890s. Mm-hmm. Um, and you work either for or with, or you encounter a typing company in some way. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's, it seems like it's kind of like a, uh, a puzzly game about typing. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I also get the impression that there's like some speed challenges with typing or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's not hundred percent clear just based on, uh, I mean, it looks super interesting and the, uh, the pixel art is really good. So yeah, uh, I have, I have high hopes for what this is, even though uh, it is um, uh, not something I'm hundred percent sure what it is. The sure. designer, uh, is Hoffmeyer. I actually can't remember their, um, I'm trying to remember their full name, Richard Hoffmeyer, um, who is known for the game cart life that I don't know if you, Oh shit. I didn't yeah, know if that. You, if you know that game. Yeah. So that's, that's, oh. uh, who this is. This is his newest game. That's the lineage. Uh, oh, okay, I've never actually played cart life, but it gets mentioned a lot in like, you know, people that are writing about games find it interesting. So yeah, it's like I should right, play it at some point. It's like right below papers, please on like, I oh. guess it, I, I, maybe I stick them together because it's like a similar idea of just like a pre- the like oppressive nature of trying to exist as like an actual human and pay your mm. bills and stuff. I haven't actually played cart life, but I watched uh, some video of it when it was, uh, when it was new and remember being like, okay, this seems like papers, please. But like playing a little bit differently in a, with a similar idea. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm a little bit more intrigued about this typing game now. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's kind of like keeping in that tradition, like a game about like typing about being, a like a clerk in 1892. Uh, Like what, what sorts of like bureaucratic administrative work we turn into a game. Sure. Uh, Sure. I'm sure we'll, sure we'll have a, we'll tell you next week. We've done it before. (laughs) Um, Uh, yeah. I want to tell people where to find us on Twitter. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to. Um, I yeah, so I was going to too. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can find us on Twitter at at EdgeGuardCast. Um, we will tweet out. Uh, we tweet out new episodes, uh, links to the games that we're playing, um, as well as the we tweet uh, we at the creators, so you can find them on Twitter as well uh, and give give them a follow if you like the game or our account of it. So go ahead and follow us at EdgeGuardCast, and we will. We'll tweet out type dreams to you if you want to play it in advance. Uh, And then we'll tweet out the episode when that comes out. And we will uh, talk to you next time. 